me like I already own it Standing on top cause I earned this moment I took what was mine, now I won't let go of it Cause I'm a hustler, yeah I'm a hustler Cause I'm a hustler, yeah I'm a hustler I didn't come from Hello again, everybody. This is Gary Roth. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Collar Consulting Group Podcast. As you probably know, we've taken a little bit of a pivot, a little bit of a shift into the leadership, uh, team management, uh, personnel, excellence kind of world. And with that, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about high performing teams. Now, when I was finishing up my master's degree. One of the books we had to read was by a very talented woman by the name of Susan A. Whelan. You probably know her from the term as far as like the four stages of a team, forming, storming, norming, and performing. Um, This is her fifth edition that's currently out. I will actually leave a link to this in the show notes. This is probably a good book you need to pick up. It's, I don't know, 150 pages, uh, fairly small print, but it's actually very readable it's super helpful and it's incredibly detailed. And I have to admit that anytime somebody can break down a subject as cleanly and as thoroughly as Susan does, I definitely, definitely want to um, give that a shout out. Anyway, one of the things she breaks down are, what does she call it? It's the 10 it's the 10 keys to productive teams. It's the key, uh, 10 keys to productivity. And very quickly, this will be a short episode. We're going to go over those 10 factors, those 10 key elements. And, um, you know, we'll see if maybe they might ring true to you. I don't know for sure, but we'll see what happens. And I'm sure you can pick something out of this that maybe is true to you or maybe something you need to work on as either a team member or a team leader. Uh, the great thing about that book, Creating Effective Teams, Creating Effective Teams by Susan Whelan, is the fact that it's for not only team leaders but also team members. And before we dive into the list, I think it's important to remember that the best team has the best team members. Can't always be in charge. Can't always be the one that makes all the decisions all the time. Sometimes you're going to be a good team member. One cool thing about the army is no matter what position of leadership you are. You're following someone else regardless. So that's kind of a unique thing. It's like a checks and balances system. So anyway, we're going to talk about this list. And I'll rattle it off real quick. Number one is goals. Number two is roles. Number three is interdependence. Number four, communication and feedback. Number five is leadership. Number six, discussion, decision-making, and planning. Number seven, implementation and evaluation. Eight is norms and individual differences. Nine is structure. Ten is cooperation and conflict management. So let's dive right in here. So first thing, goals. And you're going to see, you're going to see that this is going to be kind of uh, related to some of the other ones too. But whether you are a team leader or a team member, you have to have clear goals. I mean, it can't. I'm sure you've heard that a hundred times before, and it can't be said enough. If you don't have crystal clear, achievable, quantifiable goals, you're going to be in trouble. Let me tell you what a good goal is. A good goal is I'm going to do everything I can 
to achieve 500 followers on Instagram by the end of June. There's two things that make that a great goal. First of all, it's quantifiable, which means there's a number tied to it. You can clearly see success or failure. And the other thing that makes it a great goal is there is a deadline. Okay? Dreams are nothing. Dreams with a deadline become a goal. Goals written down become a plan. Plan, Plans make dreams reality. Okay, I wrote that out for a friend of mine at work the other day. So when it comes to goals, and it's something I'm very, very passionate about, here's a bad goal. I want to be an Instagram influencer. Okay. There's no way to quantify that. There's no way to achieve success. Here's another goal. The war on drugs. Another bad goal is the war on drugs. What does that even look like? It's just a constant fight. We want to end police brutality. Okay. What does that mean? By when? Okay. There are things out there that we hail as these great missions, these great quests, but they're no good. And we have to be better at our goals. Okay, so that's 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 the dead horse on goals, specific, measurable, with a deadline. That's what a goal is. And if you're a team leader, you have to set clear goals. If you're a team member, you have to achieve clear goals and be given clear goals. And if it's not clear enough for you, ask for clarification. That makes you a good team member. Roles, number two is roles. Everybody must know what they are responsible for. So if it's your job to handle the project management schedule, like the project completion schedule, then that's what you do. And if you are going to be out, then you have a backup. If it's your job to do the posting for the marketing department, you do that. If your job is this, do this. If your job is that, do that. Everybody has to know what they are responsible for. That's just basic team membership and team leadership. You got to be like a ship on the sea. If you don't have a rudder, you're going to wander aimlessly. All right. Interdependence. Number three is interdependence. That was something that I struggled with a little bit trying to understand uh, what that means. And what interdependence means is that you have a big, um, you have a big team. You have a, a diverse team, um, a team that incorporates different backgrounds and factors and perspectives and all these other things, and so that. When you all come together, you're interdependent on one another to create um, these big plans, to implement these big plans, just to, to make things happen. You, you interdepend on, on one another and you bring in a variety of backgrounds. That's what that's all about. Number four, communication and feedback. Absolutely essential. Absolutely essential that you communicate and that you can take and give feedback without fear and without uh, personal... I don't know, what do you want to say? Personal retribution, personal revenge, personal vengeance. If somebody's giving you a piece of advice or if somebody doesn't like something that you made, and this is something I've struggled with personally, you have to basically let that slide. You got to give somebody some slack. You got to try to understand they're just trying to help. If you can back up why maybe you went with the way that you did, it's, it's all a conversation, all right? And we'll get into like the leadership section here in just a minute. But at the end of the day, as a team member, you do your best to present the information, to, well, to gather the information, present the information, and then you accept the decision of the leadership. And if the decision is for you, you accept it gracefully. If it's against you, you accept it gracefully and you support whatever decision is made. But you have to have open communication and consistent feedback for any team to be successful. All right, Because 
Human beings are amazing. They are powerful. They are incredible. And that's one thing I learned in the Army is that the power of the human spirit is unreal. All right? And so if you don't allow for open communication, if you're not allowed to give and take feedback freely, then you're basically training to be a robot. And robots are awesome, but they're not the human spirit. And that's what you want. Number five is leadership. Okay, so great, effective teams have good leadership. Uh, they set clear goals. They have clear directions. They take calculated risk. They do composite risk management. I mean, they do the things that get the team moving. Uh, not always popular. Maybe not always well-liked, but certainly, usually, well-respected because they want people to grow. They want to achieve the mission, and they want the company to be improved at every opportunity. And so great leaders not only lead but they also develop all right they lead they have values they develop number six discussion decision making and planning now uh susan kind of put these in a in a weird order i always kind of thought that it you know went by to uh well maybe that is the right order but anyway you know you discuss things you discuss ideas we're, we're kind of past the idea creation phase of like communication and feedback and now we're kind of moving forward through good leadership to the time where it's time to make a decision and sometimes planning comes a little bit ahead of decision making you got to have somewhat of a plan before you can make a decision sometimes not uh, currently I'm on a team to develop courses of action for our annual training conference in October and so you know some of the things that I'm doing is I'm, I'm going to suggest a potential option three other people are going to suggest potential options so with that we can't just we can't kill each other on the way up we've got to work together we have to see which plan is going to be the actual best, and we present that to the commander, and then that plan is going to get distributed to all of us. So we have to all be able to work together. We have to support the cho chosen course of action, regardless of our own feelings about it. And so that's really, really important. And so the, the end piece of that is that final plan. How are we going to plan? And again, that bleeds right into number seven, implementation and evaluation. So you're going to implement the plan, and you're going to evaluate it. So good teams do that. Good teams do this internally. They put the plan in place. They start executing. Remember, an idea is nothing without execution. And then they start to evaluate it. And you can kind of get into small batch processes, Lean and Six Sigma and all the other things. But really, you evaluate as much of it as you can on the fly um, as it's going. You, it's hard to really evaluate something that's not in motion. So if my plan is to breach this roadblock in a combat zone, that's my plan. Now, how am I gonna do it? I'm gonna use a Miklik and maybe some indirect artillery fire to clear this obstacle. Well, as I'm going, let's say that the freaking Miklik breaks down and artillery fire isn't working. So now I'm gonna have to use men, soldiers, to go up there and blow the obstacle. So all I'm saying is that you have to evaluate as things come out. You can't, you can overthink a plan, but eventually you're going to have to implement it. You're going to have to give it a try. And then as you're evaluating, you figure out what's going to work and what's not. So that's number seven. Uh, number eight, norms and individual differences. This was always kind of a cool one as well. Uh, there's a lot of things out in the world that we consider to be normal, our culture, our way of speech. Um, certain culture as far as like inside of a company and then there's also individual differences so like the beauty that makes a team better than the individual is when those differences and those cultural divides are celebrated 
and included instead of uh, you know battled against whatever so like if you're a different color than me and if I'm interested in that really cool fact then I'm gonna be able to work with you better than somebody that says oh I don't like you because you're this color does that make any sense because individual differences have to be respected and so maybe you like to work with headphones on well maybe I think headphones are disrespectful in the office or you wear your hat indoors and I don't so Again, there's the difference between cultural norms and individual differences. We have to respect that. And great, effective teams do that. Remember, this whole list is what effective teams do. So, just like the other day, a guy was on Facebook complaining about people wearing, I don't know, not dress up clothes in church. That guy's focused on the wrong thing. He should be focused on his own spiritual walk. He should be focused on his own self. And then not worry about the others. In fact, if it bothered him that bad, he should go get to know him. All right, that's probably a connection opportunity, and he's totally missing it. Number nine, good teams have good structure. Now, in the Army, this is something that I love because we have chain of command, NCO support channel. Uh, everywhere you go, you know who you're in charge of, and you know who's in charge of you. And so, not only in charge of, responsible for, that's the real key, being responsible for something. So, if team member A has a problem... Team member A should be able to go to team leader A so that team leader A can go to group leader B and handle this problem, right? And then, again, this kind of list is is not necessarily in order because you can have that communication. Maybe get some feedback and you need to take this to a different person. So, But anyway, the structure is there so you can at least start to get things going. Does that make sense? Even if you take it to the wrong person, good communication of a good team, good feedback, good interaction... They're going to tell you the right place to go. And bad teams don't have that. Bad teams tell you, that's not my problem, right? Good teams don't do that. Good teams help everybody regardless, right? And then finally, number 10, cooperation and conflict management. It kind of goes back to like the discussion and the communication piece, maybe a little bit of the interdependence piece, because you have to cooperate with your folks. And so it's not really necessarily agreeing with what they say, adopting their personal strategy you don't have to do any of that but you do have to cooperate and what do i mean by cooperate it means that if you're bob and you're going up against brenda for a particular course of action if they pick brenda's and not yours you're not going to get mad you're not going to get sad you are going to do everything you can to make brenda's plan a success not only does it make brenda look good but it makes you look good and there's something there that they saw that they liked better and so it's important for you to learn that understand that and to get on board with that so that you can keep your job and then you can be happy just don't take anything personal and then finally on number 10 is conflict management it's a big part of where leadership steps in um, establishing culture establishing an operational environment to where you don't feel threatened all the time you feel safe folks that tend to bicker are usually scared about something and so if you're worried about getting fired if you're worried about losing your job you're going to bicker you're going to be closed-minded as a team leader you have to make your team members feel safe you have to help them understand that you know we're going to be working with different people in the future and you're going to be doing a lot of different things so it's just absolutely important that you cooperate swallow your pride bite your lips sometimes because brighter days are ahead it's just the way that it works and that's, that's pretty much it. Those are Susan Wheeler's 10 little key factors of great teams. Uh, goals, roles, interdependence, communication and feedback, leadership, discussion, decision-making and planning, implementation and evaluation, norms and individual differences, structure, and finally cooperation and conflict management. 
I would encourage you to write these down. If you are in any kind of leadership role, see where you're at on each one of these things. You know, do you have good leadership? Do you have good structure? Are there clear goals and roles for everybody on the team? I think if you can do that, if you can have that, then you're going to be a lot more successful. Your team is going to be a lot more successful. And the team that you're on is going to reduce conflict. It's going to increase productivity. And who knows, you might just increase your own personal wealth a little bit too. Anyway, listen, my name is Gary Roth. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Blue Collar Consulting Group podcast. Really hope I can see you on the next one. Take care. Keep turning up the heat. I keep turning up the heat.